Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Brinson Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. Joining us right now, the general manager of your Phoenix Suns, James Jones. James Burns, he's off. Tim Rings filling in. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Tim. How are you doing, uh, Gambo? Good to good. talk to you guys. Great, great to have you on. Listen, I'm not going to ask you about the ownership change because I know you can't comment on it now until everything is official, which it has not been approved yet by the NBA. So we're waiting on that. But I will ask you if you expect that when this finally does go through, will it give you more clarity in what you can do with free agency and luxury tax money and draft picks and things like that? Or will it be status quo for you? I think it'll be status quo for a minute. I mean, those are conversations we'll eventually have. So I, I expect to get some clarity. Um, I just don't know the timing of it, right? It could be from day one, you know, this is where we want to take the franchise. It could be, hey, let's sit back and, and evaluate and see see how it progresses before we decide what we do next. So um, in any event, it'll, it'll be, you know, just an, an opportunity for us to move forward and uh, to kind of focus a little bit more on basketball and, and not be distracted by some of the things off the court. Right. There's been a lot of speculation, and I've kind of shot these down. But like that, that you know, maybe you were handcuffed and you couldn't trade a first round draft pick until there was an ownership change. But none of that was really true, right? You've had the the ability to go make deals and sign players and things like that on your own, as it is right now. Correct? Uh, we, I've had I've had the ability to do some things. Um, evidently, when you're when you're like where we are. Um, just not us, but the other other franchises and the you know, counterparts, they think about, okay, um, what's the likelihood something will be able to get done? Uh, so it, it, it ices it, it chills it a little bit. But um, as far as business, we've been able to, to have the conversations and focus on the things we think can improve the team. And uh, we'll continue to do so going forward. Hey, James, I know last night was a disappointing outcome and kind of unexpected, but you flush it and you move on. Uh, the sideline blow up between Monty and DA and trying to figure out what was wrong there. Charles Barkley had some things to say, and it's got Suns fans all worried and upset about what's going on with the team. Let me just point blank ask you, what was your perspective of what happened there last night, and what is your reaction to it? Um, Emotions, frustrations. You know, we were down big. We came back. We started to lose it. Um, but guys just got heated and had a, a heat of the moment exchange. Um, but nothing lingering. I think it's it's starting. You're starting to see. Um, we can have difficult conversations out front um, and and move on past it. You know, it was the last minute and a half of the game, and, and I know guys wanted to perform well, and we came up short. But it's 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 something good for the cameras. I mean, our locker room post game, our locker room uh, immediately after guys had a chance to cool down was where it typically is. You know, when we lose, our guys are really uh, kind of dejected and, and focused on how they can improve. But, you know, it's 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 a storyline that sounds good, but I mean, our guys are good. Yeah, James, and let me ask you this. The culture of the, of the team and the organization has been so good the last couple of years, and you and Monty are a big reason for that. So when something like that happens, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Does the culture allow something like that to happen and there to be no residue or when something like that happens, does it does it chip away at the culture and challenge the culture that you guys have built? What do you think about that? I mean, I think it balances. I think it also depends on your group, right? Like when 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 players play poorly and they show no emotion, people get upset, 
and say, oh, these guys don't care about it. Uh, when players play poorly and they make mistakes and they're emotional and they get after each other for saying, like, hey, man, we need to bring it, people get upset and say, oh, my gosh, they're too emotional. <laughs> so for us, it's it's a part of competing at a high level. You know, our, our guys are not robots. We don't want them to be robots. We need to, them to play and to play off emotion. Um, and, and sometimes it's good. Other times it's not. But I do know – um, our guys compete, and and that's why you see frustration. Like when you're when you're a losing team, when you're in losing environments, people just do their job and they they go their separate ways, and, and nothing really bothers them. Um, but you see, for us, like we have a higher standard. We want to win. You know, we want to perform well. And when you do that, you're going to have moments where people blow up. But what's telling is you'll see them come back next game against Memphis, and we'll bring it. Memphis on Friday, then you go on a long stretch of road games. I'll just ask you about the injury report because it's long. You didn't have Devin Booker last night. You didn't have Jacques Landale, no campaign. Obviously, no Jay and Cam Johnson. You did get Dwayne Washington back. Give me your thoughts on uh, on campaign, Jacques Landale, Devin Booker. How soon do you expect those guys back? Those guys are day-to-day. I mean, I, I'm not really sure of the timeline. I mean, I know you know those guys, if, if we needed them to play, Tomorrow, uh, we're in the playoffs. Uh, it'd be very hard to keep all three of them out, um, but but we'll see. You know, we've been doing a great job of of just taking every day as a treatment day and, and getting guys prepared to play. So hopefully, you know, we'll have some of those guys, if not all of them, back Friday. If not, we just wait until they're healthy and and we go from there. You get an opportunity with all these injuries to evaluate some players. I, I loved the way Dwayne Washington started that fourth quarter for you. Uh, you know, he gave, you know, hit the big, you know, three pointer, forced the Washington timeout. Then he followed with a floater. You guys had that nine run, nothing run to start the quarter. And then, you know, Landry Shamit, I think that's the best game I've seen him play as a Suns player. And it wasn't just knocking down the threes, it was, I thought, his facilitating, his, his passing court vision was outstanding, finding open players. So I thought that's the best I've seen Landry play. So what does this mean to you in being able to evaluate these guys in big fourth quarter minutes? I'm, well, for them and for the team, it's important that you know when they're presented with these opportunities, they perform well. Um, it's easy to, for guys that don't get minutes uh, for people to say, like, hey, they need another opportunity. If they only could get a chance, this is what you'd see. And then for the players themselves, they need to prove it to themselves that they can make the most of it. So it was great to see Landry have a great game yesterday, Dwayne. You know, all those guys are important for us uh, because we can't play our seven guys all year long and still have a lot left in the tank for the playoffs. We're going to need guys to have big moments throughout the course of the year so that they can have big moments in the playoffs. And and it's been good uh, to see them play well, even though we've been struggling with injuries. James, I want to ask you your perspective on the scoring swings of Mikel Bridges. I mean, listen, the defense is always there, and he's he's and he's always there, which is great. But as we all know, yeah, you know, the scoring output it'll vacillate twenty seven one night, ten the next, like like we had last night. From your perspective, do you, do you hope that that's going to improve and become more consistent, or at some point do you just say, hey, this is who Mikel Bridges is? Like we 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 understand that. And it's going to be our job to put a roster around him to handle that, that we understand there are going to be some nights where it's 27, 28, and there's going to be other nights where it's 10 or 12, and it's our job to get the job done regardless. I mean, well, Miguel's a guy that's going to play 35 minutes a night. So, like, those nights when he has great scoring output, some of it's dictated by opponent. Other ones are just his, you know, it's just his ability to to find his shot. Um, But he's going to have to be, 
a consistent scorer for us. And the only way he's going to get that is by repetition. You know, it, it's not going to be, you know, after 60 games, after 30 games of of being a, an offensive focal point. You know, this is literally the first year where we've, we've tasked him with playing both ends of the court and being, you know, a consistent uh, scorer and a primary scorer where he creates his own shots and he's, he's aggressive offensively. So, um, there's time for him. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind over time that he'll be able to stabilize. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a challenge because it's something he has to adapt to. Let me ask you, because you're not just a, a, a GM and a, and a former player. You're also a fan of the game. And you see the list of the nominations, first time on the ballot for the Hall of Fame, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parkup, Hal Gasol, and a longtime teammate of yours, Dwayne Wade, who you had a lot of success with and won championships with. I, I want to get get your thoughts on, on what it was like to be a teammate with Dwayne and, and his impact on the game of basketball. I mean, well, Dwayne, it's it's funny because Dwayne's one of those guys where, you know, he wasn't expected to be as good as he was um, coming into to college. Um, he was a, a guy that went to year, college multiple years at Marquette, not a big, big name school. Um, but was drafted fifth and, and still had, you know, people wondering, you know, could he be that type of player? But he was someone who played way bigger than his size. Um, he was someone that was committed to winning. He would, he would do literally whatever it took to win, defend, score, pass, um, just was always about team and, and never quit. And, you know, to see him there is great. Um, you know, it's humbling because I, I get a chance to say not only – do I know that guy, but I've, I've watched him become that. And, you know, the other guys in that group are all phenomenal, um, but there's a special place in my heart for Dwayne Wade because he's a brother. He's someone who inspired me and someone who defied the odds and, and is going to be a, for forever um, be a role model for so many, so many youth who think uh, or that are doubted through the process. How, what was it like for him being, you know, having led Miami to a championship, and then you know you, you get the big three in there, you Bosch and LeBron, and, and and having to share that spotlight with 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 another superstar player and another great player after you know being the franchise icon was that was that difficult for him or was that easy? I think his pride um, made it difficult, but his ego made it easy um, because, like I said before, if you talk to Dwayne, you'll know. Um, the game is bigger than the game of basketball. For him, it's all about being your best and, and winning at everything and winning titles and winning championships, whatever it required, he was willing to do it. And, you know, as good as LeBron is, you know, D Wade was pretty good himself, uh, but he also understood that, that he was better equipped in that moment uh, to, to, to take a sidestep and allow LeBron to be who he was because as a leader, that's what was necessary. Hey, listen, James, I don't know if you agree. I'm sure you do. For In my lifetime, third greatest shooting guard I've ever seen. I wasn't alive for Jerry West. But Dwayne Wade, easily third greatest shooting guard I've seen in the NBA in the last 45, 50 years. He deserves all of that. I mean, all of that respect and recognition. Because I don't think, and people say this a lot, but I don't think you'll ever see another guard like D-Wade. He's truly special and unique. Yeah, I wanted to give you the opportunity with him being nominated for the Hall of Fame first time on the ballot just to talk about your former teammate. All right, I'll just have you leave me with this because I know a lot of people are asking us and just uh, any resolution, uh, did you foresee any resolution coming quickly on the trade front or is that something that's still a work in progress? It's still a work in progress. All right, James, I appreciate it as always. Good luck against Memphis on Friday. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys.